You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, where I go to fulfill my fantasy. Football desires with expert opinions, advice, and analysis that you can't find anywhere else. We have a great show for you yet again. Burke will be out. He was putting up Christmas lights, and he has a Christmas light fatigue, um, which will probably make him out for a couple of days. And uh, it's a pretty serious matter, you know, when you're you're putting up the Christmas lights for your family. That's a lengthy, excruciating process that uh, puts a lot of wear and tear on your body. So. Uh, in that regards, Burke will not be able to join us, but uh, I will be taking on the show myself, and we got a great show for you, so here we go. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys at the Chicago Bears matchup. Um, we did a pretty good job of calling the Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson having big games. The, the Cowboys passing defense, I mean, Byron Jones is a stud, but Overall, they're definitely giving up some yards through the air. I, I knew, uh, well, I guess I didn't know because then I would have told you, but uh, you could kind of see it the last couple of weeks. David Montgomery was not his regular self, and they're just starting to go more and more away from him. Uh, and the good news, though, is at least they're starting to use Mitch Trubisky like he should have been uh, used from the beginning of the season. You know, he, he was never a drop-back passer. He wasn't going to hit his third and fourth reads. But uh, he definitely is a, a good mobile quarterback that can mix the run and the pass and uh, make some big plays. And that's what they did against the Cowboys. And I actually thought the Cowboys were going to win this game uh, just because of all the pressure that Jason Garrett has been getting with the uh, head coaching position. And then on top of that, you know, they, they had a tough loss. So I... Liked what I, uh, I liked what I saw from the Bears, though. They came out to play. They got a big lead. Dallas couldn't come back. And, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had a great game. I, I didn't foresee that. I, I thought that would be the one area that the Bears were able, would be able to shut down. Uh, they weren't. Ezekiel Elliott had two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. And, man, just had a good game overall. So this puts Dallas in a the hole. They're still hanging on to Jason Garrett. That's unfortunate, but the uh, Bears are setting themselves up to maybe make a playoff push. The first matchup is the Ravens at the Bills. Now, Bills are doing way better than what everyone expected. And, you know, yeah, they beat some easy teams, but they're 9-3, and three, and 9-3 is 9-3. and three. Um, I, I think they give the Ravens a pretty decent game. Uh, since they're at home, the uh, the Ravens are favored by six, and I think I would take the Bills and the six points. I, I still think the Ravens win, but I think this is going to be a lot closer. And uh, the intriguing thing about this game is everybody's healthy. You you have uh, Marquise Brown and Seth Roberts. They're listed as questionable, but they're practicing, and it looks like they're going to play. So really, you have everybody available in this game. Uh, that you need fantasy-wise and non-fantasy-wise. So uh, in this game, though, it, the Bills' defense is still spectacular. I'm still going with Lamar Jackson. You have to. He's the MVP of the 
the league. Um, you're playing him. I don't think I'm playing Marquise Brown, though. And I'm definitely not playing Willie Sneed or any of the other receivers. Miles Boykin. Um, uh, I'm not really big on the receivers against this Bills defense. And Mark Ingram, I like. I, I think he can get a couple touchdowns and some yards on the ground because uh, they'll be focusing on Lamar Jackson. So Ingram I do like in this game. And I really like Mark Andrews. Uh, the Bills are great against the tight end. Um, but Lamar Jackson needs someone to throw to. And like I said, his mobility kind of creates mismatches in regards to you got to have a guy account for him. So in that regard, I think it's over the middle with Mark Andrews. So, you know, you're starting Lamar Jackson, you're starting Mark Andrews, you're starting Mark Ingram. And outside of that, you know, even like a Gus Edwards, who's had a pretty decent last three weeks, you're not really starting anyone outside of that. On the Bill side of the ball, uh, I'm starting Josh Allen just for the rushing yards. He's almost like a uh, Lamar Jackson type, but not, I'm, not that I'm comparing him to Lamar Jackson because uh, Josh Allen cannot uh, make the plays that Lamar Jackson can. But he is mobile, and he, he can you know throw the ball down the field to uh, John Brown. So I like John Brown in this game. Uh, the the Ravens secondary is spectacular when you got Marlon Humphreys as a third guy uh, with Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith. So saying I like John Brown isn't uh, it's a bad matchup for him, but I still think there's some big plays to be had. I like Devin Singletary just because I think he's a better receiving threat, and I think that's the type of running back that can uh, produce against the Ravens. I don't like Frank Gore and. You know, Dawson Knox, I'm, I'm not big on uh, either. So Cole Beasley, I'm a Cole Beasley fan. He doesn't have a great matchup, but, you know, I, if I'm the Bills, I'm I'm taking a chance on Josh Allen. I, I think he's a top 12 quarterback in this matchup, especially if it plays out where the Bills are behind and they, and they need to uh, uh, chuck it down the field. So Josh Allen... I like John Brown just because I think he'll get some big plays. I like Cole Beasley because of the targets he'll receive. And I like Devin Singletary just because uh, I think he's a better pass catcher. So that's that's about it in regards to this matchup. Uh, but again, uh, take the Bills with the six points, but uh, take the Ravens for the win. This next, uh, next matchup, the Redskins at the Packers. The Packers are favored by an insane 12.5. And, and I know they're at home, and but that's almost two touchdowns. And again, if I'm getting 12.5 points in the NFL, I'm taking them. So give me the Redskins. And, and to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if the, Ra- the Redskins pull off the upset here against the Packers. And I know that sounds crazy, and I don't think it's going to happen, but... I just uh, I could see Aaron Rodgers having a, a tough game and the Redskins coming to play and running all over the Packers' defense. And if that's the case, it definitely can uh, pan out where the Redskins can pull out the upset. Now, having said that, I think the Packers win this game, and but I don't think they cover the 12.5. I think it's a lot closer than people think it's going to be. Uh, from fantasy football perspective, Dwayne Haskins, 
I'm never on the Dwayne Haskins boat uh, or the bandwagon or the train or whatever vehicle we want to associate uh, supporting Dwayne Hask- Haskins in a, from a fantasy football perspective. Um, he turns over the ball a lot. He's young, can't go through his reads and progressions. Now, another thing is, is Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn are both out at the receiver position. So, you know, I would, in this matchup, I normally would like a Terry McLaren, but with the Redskins' inability to throw the ball uh, down the field, I really think it limits Terry McLaren, so I'm kind of out on him this week. So, really, I guess what I'm saying is I really like Darius Geis, and I really like uh, Adrian Peterson. Those are the two guys to own. I think having either of them start against this Packers defense is a good play. Darius Geis is definitely the bigger, uh, has a bigger upside, but Adrian Peterson has a better floor. He's going to get most of the carries, and Darius Geis, you know, he, he gets about 10 uh, touches per game, which isn't significant, and that's what scares you, because if he doesn't get those big plays, he's really not being as productive as you'd like. So I actually like Peterson a little bit better than Geis in this matchup, just from a volume perspective, but I think they both do well and, and get you points. On the uh, on the Packers side of the ball, I mean, what's not to like, really, you know? Uh, the Redskins' defense isn't that good, uh, and, and especially with some of the injuries they've had on defense, it makes them even less good. So, you know, Ryan Kerrigan's, uh, well, he's potentially, you know, out again. Um, but... Uh, for the on the the Packers side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, he could be one of the best quarterback plays of the week, uh, potentially, but he also can disappoint. So it's 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 still a scary play. But uh, I'm gonna side with how bad the Redskins are at defending the pass. That Aaron Rodgers is gonna have one of his blow up games because he's pretty consistent about getting big games against really bad uh, uh, pass defense uh, pass defenses. Um, Devontae Adams, I think he has a huge game. He's the number one receiver. Washington is not able to guard that number one receiver very well. So you can give me Devontae Adams all day long. He had a big game last week showing that Aaron Rodgers is going to look his way all the time. And so he's definitely someone that you need to to be playing. And, you know, Alan Lazard, I like him too. I I was kind of out on him last week because of Devontae Adams coming back and figured the volume would decrease, but Aaron Rodgers likes Alan Lazard, and, and to be honest, outside of Alan Lazard, I, I don't like too many other receiving options. I'm not big on uh, Marquez, Valdez, Stick, Scantling. I'm not, uh, you know, Jerome, Geronimo Allison, you, you were out on a long time ago. Jimmy Graham, he's touchdown dependent. He only had like 15 yards last week. I'm out on him again against the Redskins, even with the good matchup. So, you know, give me Lazard, give me uh, Devontae Adams. And at the running back position, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, I like both of those. You can give me both of those guys all day long. I think they both have pretty big games, which is uh, kind of stepping away from the norm because they've really been lackluster these last couple weeks and, you know, have disappointed your teams. But I think this is the game that they bounce back and have really good uh, games.
since there's no bye weeks, we need to move it right along with how many games are going on this week. But the Broncos at the Houston Texans. Texans are favored by nine points. Again, nine points. Denver defense is starting to really improve. And give me Denver in the nine points. And I wouldn't be shocked if Denver wins this game. And uh, actually, I'll I'll stick my neck out and say that Denver does win this game. I like Denver in this game a lot. Uh, Houston's defense isn't what it was with their injuries. You know, they got rid of Clowney uh, early in the year. They traded him to Seattle. J.J. Watts out for the year. Uh, their secondary is hurting. They haven't had a productive secondary all year. So this Houston Texans defense isn't what everyone thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. So I like Denver in this game. I think they win, and I, I'll gladly take those nine points. Having said that, Drew Locke, I like Drew Locke this week. You know, this will be the first time he's away from home. You wonder how he's going to perform in that, you know, in a hostile environment. So by no means do I think he's going to light it up, but I think he's a decent play, and he's definitely worth considering if you do have Drew Locke on your team, if you happen to pick him up. Cortland Sutton, uh, he's a must-start every week for me now. He's just an amazing receiver. No matter who the quarterback is, he is producing. So you're playing Cortland Sutton. I like Philip Lindsay in this matchup. I, I really think they need to start using him more and give him more touches. He just looks he looks the part when he's in that offense. And having said that, I'm out on Royce Freeman. I, I don't like him. I don't think he has a, a good game against the Texans. Uh, Noah Fant, I like Noah Fant as well. So he's definitely uh, someone that I think you can plug in there and get some production from this week. Outside of that, though, I don't like anyone else on the Broncos. These other receivers haven't really uh, uh, proven themselves. They haven't had any consistency. So outside of uh, Fant and Cortland Sutton, there's there's really not a lot else that you'd be uh, – especially in a playoff-type game that you're going to have. On the Texan side of the ball, uh, Deshaun Watson. I, I like Deshaun Watson. You're starting him regardless whether I like him or not. I like Fells. Denver hasn't been great against the tight end, so Darren Fells could be a good play. And I also like DeAndre Hopkins in this matchup. But... You know, if he's if Chris Harris is on him, he's going to have a really tough week. So, you know, you're, you're going to be playing DeAndre Hopkins because that's he's one of the top receivers in the NFL. But it's a tough matchup to have for a playoff game, and he might be letting you down, uh, which, you know, he's which means he's basically a scary play. Will Fuller, all the other receivers, you're not getting a lot from them. Kenny Stills, Kiki Koti. I'm kind of out on those guys. They they haven't done anything lately, and I'd be scared to play them in a, in a playoff type atmosphere. Uh, with you know, with most fantasy leagues going into the playoffs this week, so I I am out on them. Uh, the running back position, I Carlos Hyde. Um, yeah, I think Carlos Hyde's a decent play if in a flex if you don't have anyone else uh, from a volume uh, standpoint. And, you know, I'm on the fence about Duke Johnson. He can have a decent game, get some touchdowns, but, um, 
he's definitely a flex, and I'd be worried about playing him in the, in the playoff game. The San Francisco 49ers against the New Orleans Saints. Saints are favored by two and a half points. I actually like the Saints and the two and a half at home, so I'm taking the Saints and giving the two and a half points away. Um, I feel confident about that. Uh, from a fantasy football perspective, th- there's not a whole lot to like in this game. On the Saints side of the ball, I like Alvin Kamara. I think he's a must-play, but you're going to be playing him regardless. Drew Brees is kind of the same. You're you're playing him no matter the matchup. I don't like him this matchup, but you're playing him. Uh, I also like um, Debo Samuel. I don't like Emmanuel Sanders in this game. I just think that uh, Marshawn Lattimore takes him out of the game. Opens up things for Debo. Debo's really starting to establish himself as that number two receiver, and he's been productive. So I like him, and I like Jared Cook at the tight end position. I think he has a decent game uh, over the middle. So uh, Latavius Murray, I'm out on on this game. 49ers have a stout run defense, and Alvin Kamara at least can catch some passes and and kind of be that uh, uh, scat back for them. Uh, out of the backfield that can uh, be productive against this 49ers defense. On the 49ers side of the ball, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I don't I don't like him th- in this game. And, and I say that, and I'm hesitating a little bit, because he, on paper he has a, a decent matchup, but the, the way I see this playing out is... Um, he has Emmanuel Sanders taken out of the game. Uh, George Kittle, I think, has a great game. So, he, you know, that's going to be his main target. And then he has some big plays with Debo Samuel. Um, but I don't think it's enough to be relevant for fantasy football, I guess is what I'm saying. I think it's going to be either Debo Samuel or George Kittle. And I'm kind of siding on the George Kittle side more than the Debo Samuel. So, um, yeah, I basically am saying I like George Kittle a lot and, uh, I think Debo Samuel uh, gets you yards, but I'm not sure about the touchdowns. On uh, on the running back side of the ball, I mean, someone's going to produce. I think someone's going to have a huge game. But my my issue with the whole thing is I don't know who that's going to be. So is it going to be Tevin Coleman? Is it going to be Matt Breida? Is it going to be... Uh, uh, Sorry, Rashim uh, Mostert. Um, I don't believe it's it's like I said it's going to be one, but I don't know who that's going to be. Like I couldn't pick the one out that I think should be start worthy. So having said that, I like someone to have a huge game. I'm out on all three of those running backs. I just don't see who can. I don't see who's who it's going to be. Um, and, and with the fact that Mostert's getting most of the carries for the offense, how can you trust that the, uh, you know, how can you trust that it's going to be Coleman? How can you trust that it's going to be Brita? And to be honest, how can you trust it's going to be Mostert? Because even though he's getting most of the carries, uh, he's listed like third string running back on the, on the team. So, um, having said that as well, Dante Pettis has been hurt. He's been a non-factor, so you're not even worrying about him. But I actually see this as a defensive game, and it's going to be low scoring. 
And, you know, I obviously could be wrong about this, but I don't think it's uh, the high-powered game that uh, some people are thinking that it might be, especially with, uh, like I said, Drew Brees and Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Uh, I think you, you you might be expecting uh, uh, kind of a downer in that regard. So... Bengals at Browns, and the Browns are favored by seven. They're at home. Bengals are not very good, so I can see where that line comes from. But having said that, I'm taking the Bengals. The, the Bengals play the Browns pretty decent, and the Browns have a lot of talent, but they're still not scoring a lot of points on their offense. So the fact that they're not scoring a lot, and the Bengals are actually improved more with you know Andy Dalton behind center than when they had Finley I think this is a close game and the Browns might win it I can see the Bengals winning it to be honest um so you know give me those the Bengals and those points all day long on the Bengals side you know AJ Green is still out uh you wonder why AJ Green is still on the roster and if you drafted him, you have to be disappointed. You just went through a whole season without having to have A.J. Green. And, you know, if you drafted him higher than, you know, to to get a chance at him, thinking he was only going to miss the first four weeks, you were really disappointed because you got none of him. And there's crazy rumors about the Bengals. Uh, one of the theories is they're keeping him on the roster because they don't want to have to sign another player uh, and pay him a salary. Uh, for that roster space, which is the Bengals thing that they would do. But my theory actually on it is, and I haven't done the research on uh, their salary cap, but uh, Bengals are usually pretty close to the salary cap floor, and A.J. Green makes a ton of money. So my theory on that is if they put him on IR, it drops him below the salary cap floor, and then they would be out of compliance with the salary cap that the NFL uh, insta- uh, instituted. So that's my theory on it. Uh, either one of them would not surprise me with the Bengals. Um, but moving on from A.J. Green and that whole conundrum, I don't like Tyler Eifert in this matchup. I do, however, really like Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is set up to have a, a pretty big game, especially with the rapport he has with Andy Dalton. I like Andy Dalton in this game. I think Andy Dalton has a decent game in uh, against the Browns, and I like Joe Mixon a lot. I think Joe Mixon's going to have kind of a bounce-back game where he's productive, and he, I think he scores maybe even a couple times. On the uh, other receiver, Auden Tate, um, he is what he is. He might get you 40 to 60 yards, and uh, that's you'd, you'd be happy with that, but you're not starting him for a, a fantasy football playoff game. Um, you need you want someone with more upside than what Auden Tate's going to bring. And uh, Erickson, you know, he uh, was was getting a lot of targets earlier, but that's kind of dropped down, and I think he's irrelevant uh, from a fantasy football perspective at this point. So Mixon. Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd, uh, knock yourselves out. You need to start all three of them. Brown side of the ball, I like Baker Mayfield. I like Nick Chubb a lot. I like Nick Chubb a whole lot. I think Nick Chubb's going to just destroy this Bengals defense. 
And I'm saying that because Nick Chubb was doing well against the Steelers defense, and then they just forgot about Nick Chubb. It's almost like they have so many egos on the Browns that, you know, they go away from what's working to try to appease, you know, uh, uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. So if that's the case, then that could really hurt Nick Chubb. But if they're going by a game plan that's going to work and beat the Bengals, they need to have a lot of Nick Chubb. Having said that, too, I, I like uh, Jarvis Landry. I, I don't like OBJ this week. And that's just from the perspective that there's only so much balls that, uh, you know, to, to go around in the game. So I think a lot of those go to Chubb and, and Landry. And you're wondering uh, if this is the week that David Joku comes back and gets off of injured reserve. Uh, this is not going to be the week. So I, I normally would like a tight end against this Bengals defense. But in this scenario, I really don't. And just... Uh, you know, in the Cleveland offense, tight end hasn't been a factor since Joku's been hurt. Panthers at the Falcons. This is actually going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to this game. I, I like the matchup potentials in it. Uh, the Falcons are favored by three. And I kind of agree with that. Falcons are a different team at home in the Dome. Panthers, they just got off of a tough loss at home to the Redskins. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably taking the, the Panthers, or actually the Falcons and the points, because it's three points. So I think the Falcons win by three points easily. So give me the Falcons and the points in this. Fancy football perspective, Julio Jones, Austin Hooper coming back. They're going to be in the game. They're going to be big factors. I'm starting both of them. I'm starting Matt Ryan. He has a great matchup. Panthers' pass defense isn't what it was. It's it's better than the run defense. And you got to like Devonta Freeman in, in that type of matchup. But the Falcons can't run the ball. So... It's kind of one of those situations where it's like, yeah, you know, the Panthers are susceptible to the running back position. They they can't stop the rush, but the Falcons can't rush the ball. So which one wins out in that? And, you know, having said that, I'm not big on uh, Devontae Freeman uh, in this game because I, I think he might get the volume, but are they going to be effective? And I think it's more of a Falcons thing than it is a Panthers thing uh, in this game. So, and that's not to say I don't think he, you know, gets, you know, six to eight points. That could definitely be the case. I just don't think he scores, and I don't think he's very going to be very relevant. I do like, uh, I, I don't like Russell Gage because Austin Hooper is coming back. So I think a lot of the targets that you're seeing with Gage start going to Hooper. So that starts making Gage a little more irrelevant. His uh his target volume has really increased, but that's also coincided with Hooper being out. So anyone that uh, had high hopes for Gage this week, I think is going to be let down. And Calvin Ridley, you got to like Calvin Ridley in this game. You're, you're playing him, and uh, you're not thinking twice about it. On the Panther side of the ball, it begins and ends with Christian McCaffrey. You're always playing him. He's a stud, and he actually 
scorched the Falcons last game. He had like, man, like almost 200-something yards of offense. No touchdowns was the thing. So, I mean, if he scored, it would have uh, it would have been, uh, you would have heard about it. It would have been a more dramatic type thing where you would uh, have no uh, hesitancy to, to start him this week. Uh, not that you have any, uh, not that you're hesitant at all because, man, Christian McCaffrey is the real deal. And I just think he has an amazing game and blows it up. Greg Olson is out. He's not going to be around. So pretty much ignore the tight end position because when Greg Olson isn't in there, there's not a lot of targets that go to whoever is playing tight end. So you can pretty much rule him out and that position as a whole out. Curtis Samuel, I really like him in this game. I think Curtis Samuel is kind of a sneaky play. Uh, Falcons aren't good at stopping the secondary receiver. Curtis Samuel happens to be the secondary receiver. So if I have him on my roster, I'm starting him this week. Easily, almost, you know, a number three receiver, but definitely a number two receiver. I'd even go that high with him. And uh, DJ Moore, you got to like him. He's turning into a, a stud receiver that you have to start every week. And, and having said that, I like Kyle Allen. I think he has enough there that uh, he's going to be relevant. Just for the fact that he has Christian McCaffrey that he can just dump the ball to that can run 80 yards is uh, uh, good enough for me, in, in, especially in this matchup. So you're, you're starting Kyle Allen as well. The Lions at the Vikings. The Vikings are favored by 13 points. I think that's insane. Give me the Lions and give me 13 points. I mean, I realize that they're playing David Blow at quarterback, but I was impressed with what he did at the Bears, and I know it was at home, but I don't see the the Vikings having two more touchdowns than the Lions in this game. Uh, I think it's closer than that, and mostly because I don't think the Vikings' offense is as high-powered as um, what uh, others might think it is, so... All day long, Lions, give me 13. From a fantasy perspective, David Blow is playing quarterback. You're probably not playing him against the Vikings defense, nor should you. I don't think he has an amazing game. And I think that limits the uh, ceiling for Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I know Galladay had a huge game against Chicago on Thanksgiving, but I don't think that that will be the case again uh, this week. Um, I don't see lightning striking twice in the same spot. And uh, teams have had some time to prepare for David Blow or Blau, or I don't know how to say his name, to be honest. Um, so, I am I mean, if I had Galladay, I'd be playing him, but I'm not expecting a lot of production, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, tight end position. I'm actually liking Jesse James. Uh, I know that Hawkinson's out for the year, and they were trying to get him the ball, and he was dropping touchdowns and doing rookie things. And I just think Jesse James is kind of a more solid presence in that offense. And if they, especially with, you know, a really young quarterback, I always have liked uh, the tight end in those type of matchups because it's kind of their security blanket. Hasn't necessarily been the case this year, but overall, I just really think that Jesse James has a, a great game and could. Uh, it, I think he's good for a touchdown. Um, running back position, Bo Scarborough. I, I don't like Bo Scarborough in this game. I think he gets a lot of volume. 
Vikings are pretty good against the running back. So, you know, the, the game lines up where the Vikings haven't been so great against the pass this year like was expected, but they've definitely been stout against the run, which is kind of counter to what the, the Lions are good at and not good at at this point. So, which is which is crazy to say because, you know, the Lions offense does have some weapons. On the Viking side of the ball, I like Kirk Cousins a lot. I think Kirk Cousins has an amazing game. Adam Thielen is going to be out again, uh, which, you know, I think is a good plan. Let him rest another week and get back into things when you're more playoff bound or, or getting into the end of the season where you're going to have tougher matchups. Stephon Diggs I like a lot since Thielen is out. So I think Stephon Diggs is a great play this week and you need to play him. Uh, same with Kyle Rudolph. You need to be playing him. And normally, the, the Dalvin Cook, I would be playing Dalvin Cook all day long. Like, this is a prime matchup. Dalvin Cook, just, man, I, I can't think of all the bad things that Dalvin Cook can do to the Lions' defense. The issue is he just got hurt last week, so are they going to make, you know, rest him a little bit, split up his carries a little bit to kind of preserve him? You know, I would in this type of matchup, so... I'm not sold on Dalvin Cook having a huge game just for that fact that if they even develop any type of lead, they're going to try to rest him and put in Madison to take over that workload. So I actually do like Madison a lot in this game, more so than Cook probably, because uh, I just think that he's the more reliable play this week. And, uh, you know, if Dalvin Cook goes through the week and the game and shows no signs of his injury, then you can feel confident moving forward in the, the, you know, the rest of your playoff games. The Dolphins at the New York Jets. And on paper, you kind of like this game. You think there's a lot of great matchups, but it also could go the other way where it's a defensive matchup. Um, so it's kind of one of those 50-50 ones where I can see it going both ways. I can see it being a shootout, but then I could also see it being like a you know, a 16-10 type of game as well. Um, so I, I'm cautious about who I'm, I would be starting, especially during a playoff week. And um, on, on the Miami side, they're completely healthy. So you got to like the fact that there aren't any injuries. Um, having said that, there's only a few guys that I, I like fantasy football-wise, which against the Jets, usually you would like everybody. But I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he has the potential for a shootout where he can just, you know, swing the ball to Devontae Parker and, Devontae Parker can get, like, 50 touchdowns. Um, so, you know, Parker and Fitzpatrick connection I'm, I'm really fond of. I think you're going to see a lot more of Patrick Laird. I think he's going to be the main running back. And I can't say that I'm really fond of him, and especially with the Jets, how well they're able to stop the run. I know there's a lot of injuries on the Jets. Uh, Jamal Adams might uh, be out, and it's looking like he will be. So, but having said that, I, I'm, the Dolphins will run the ball well enough for that even to matter. On uh, Alan Hearns, I, I like Alan Hearns in this matchup. I think he's always touchdown dependent, but I think he gets a touchdown. Uh, it's what, you know, he he's always the uh, opposite receiver. Uh, Albert Wilson, you know, he was supposed to be the big target guy coming into the season and he's just been hurt most of the year so that hasn't happened and 
you know, so Hearns and uh, Devontae Parker are really the two receivers that I have any confidence in. Uh, tight end, Gesicki. I like everything about him in this matchup. I think he has a huge game. Uh, but we've seen this before where you really like him and, and he doesn't produce like you, you, you need him to. Uh, but it's a tight end position. So if you have him, you're, you're going to be playing him because his upside is just so great in this matchup. So I like Mike Kosicki a lot. And he's just a, he's just a freak. He's, he was great at Penn State. No one can could uh, defend him. And uh, I think... In the future, Gesicki is going to be uh, a big play tight end for the Dolphins once they uh, start getting some talent around him. On on the Jet side of the ball, Sam Darnold. I like him a lot in this matchup. I like him a whole lot. Le'Veon Bell is out, and you know they weren't using Le'Veon Bell right anyways. Um, but now that he's out, I really think that opens the door for Bilal Powell. I think Bilal Powell has a great game, and I would be starting him if I had him. I am a little bit concerned about uh, timeshare with Ty Montgomery, because they also like Ty Montgomery, and it could be more of, you know, let's run the ball with Ty Montgomery, let's pass the ball to Bilal Powell, but uh, I I think Bilal Powell is worth the risk. I don't think Ty Montgomery is worth the risk, and having said that, Richie Anderson, or sorry, <laughs> Richie Anderson, Robbie Anderson, and Jamison Crowder are huge plays this week. I think they both are can't-miss plays. You need to have them in your lineup. Ryan Griffin, on the other hand, he's been ill. And I'm though he has a great matchup, I'm kind of out on it this week. I think you need to kind of shift course, um, even though I'm a big Ryan Griffin fan. The New York Jets are favored by 5.5 points. So... I actually, if I'm betting on the game in regards to who I think is going to win, I'm taking the Dolphins and getting the 5.5 points. I just think it's going to be a really close game. Dolphins are completely healthy. The Jets are not. So give me the Dolphins and the points. The Colts at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is a great game. Uh, It's going to be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Partly... Because I don't see a lot of rushing yards in this game for either team. So, if you know, I'm looking at it from the Colts' perspective. You know, T.Y. Hilton's out again. Eric Ebron's on IR. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I actually like him in this game because the Colts are going to have to pass. Uh, having said that, Marlon Mack might be coming back, but they're expected to use all their running backs, like all four of them. You know, Jonathan Williams, uh, Wilkins... Uh, you know, Mac. So I don't see a lot of room for uh, distribution, and that kind of scares me from using any of them. It's kind of like they're all going to be in play, and especially with how good Tampa Bay is at stopping the run, I'm just not going to participate in that at all. So uh, I think it's going to come down to Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball around, having to uh, having Brissett throw the ball around. I really like Jack Doyle. I like Zach Pascal in this game. I think they both have big games. But here's something that is intriguing to me. Paris Campbell, he got hurt in Week 9. And, you know, he looked good in Week 9. He scored a touchdown, had about uh, 60 yards. I, He's coming back, and this will be his first game back. And he has a great matchup against Tampa Bay. 
So he's actually one of my sneaky plays of the week. If you can get Paris Campbell and put him in there, I think that helps your fantasy team, especially on a playoff week where you're just trying to win now. Um, he's he's a guy that you need to have in there. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about this, but uh, Paris Campbell to me, I, I like him and I expect the, for him to have a big game. On the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay, uh, I'm... You know, we we talked about the Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber nightmare, and Bruce Arians is turning into Mike Shanahan, where you just can't trust him on his usage of his running backs. So I'm out on both of those just for that reason. I'd like Jameis Winston in this game. He's good for a couple turnovers, of course. He always is. But he's throwing to Godwin and Mike Evans all the time. And you got to like that. That means a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards. So... You know, Evans, Godwin, uh, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard. I I don't like the tight end position just because of, for one, Tampa Bay's reluctance to use it, and for two, just how disappointing both of them have been this year. Um, I, I'm not willing to, you know, to to risk my playoff win on the, either of those two at tight end. So uh, I like, you know, Scotty Miller's out. Brashad Perriman is in the slot. He isn't worth, you know, talking about in regards to what his production can be fantasy-wise. So you're really looking at Jameis Winston, uh, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans in this one. And give me all of what they're going to offer because I really think they get a lot of points this week. On the in regards to Tampa Bay having a three-point... Uh, having the three-point spread, I'm probably taking... Man, I'll, I'll I'll take Tampa Bay and the three points. I think Tampa Bay at home wins by three points. It's it's actually the, probably the toughest one I've had in deciding in regards to the point spread. It could go either way, and it's only a field goal. Um, I expect the winner to win by a field goal. So, yeah, I'll take Tampa Bay and the three points just because they're at home. The Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are favored by three points. And actually, let me take that back. The Chargers are favored by three points. So if you take Jacksonville at home and you give me the three points, I'm taking the Jaguars. I probably wouldn't have said that if Nick Foles was still playing quarterback. But since they went back to Gardner Minshew, I really think that it's going to revitalize the Jaguar offense. I will take those three points with the Jaguars at home. Fantasy football perspective, Gardner Minshew... I don't necessarily think he, I think he has a pedestrian day, like, you know, 200-something yards, two touchdowns is his ceiling, which, you know, uh, is he worth playing for that? You know, I, I would probably bench him, but I do like what he can provide for DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark comes back to his old ways and just has an amazing game. I realize that uh, he's going to be going against Casey Hayward, but... That is fine. I, I still think he has a big game. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, I like him in this game. I think he's worth considering. And, if, you know, Chris Conley, uh, I'm, I'm out on just because, again, this is a playoff week. I want some sure things. And I, I'm willing to take the chance on D.D. Westbrook. I, I definitely like D.J. Shark. But I'm I'm out on the rest. Um I really like Leonard Fournette. 
I really like Leonard Fournette. I think Fournette has an, just a huge game against the Chargers this week. And it just sets up so perfectly for him to have a great game. He's at home. I'm all about Leonard Fournette. And not that you'd be benching him or thinking about benching him, but I just want to emphasize that uh, I think you can play him and expect really big things from him. On the Chargers side of the ball, there's some great matchups for the Chargers. You know, the Jaguars' defense isn't what it was. So I like Phillip Rivers. Keenan Allen, I think, is a good play this week. I don't like Mike Williams for whatever reason. I'm kind of out on Mike Williams. I think he's a decent receiver. He's consistent. Uh, But I I mean consistent by his targets, not necessarily his production. Um, I just don't like him against this Jaguars team. I like Hunter Henry a whole lot. I think Hunter Henry has a huge game. I think Keenan Allen has a huge game. I like Melvin Gordon, and I like Austin Eckler. And I can actually see Austin Eckler having a bigger game this week than Melvin Gordon just because he's going to be the main focus in the passing game from the backfield. So I would be starting both running backs for the Chargers. And I just, again, I think this sets up to be a pretty relevant uh, fantasy football matchup that uh, you should be having your eye on on Sunday. Chiefs at Patriots. Patriots are favored by three. I'm actually taking the Patriots and the points, or taking the Patriots and giving away the points. I just think the Patriots at home are a completely different team, and I think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Chiefs because they definitely haven't been the same, especially on offense, uh, aside from obviously the Raider game last week. Uh, Damian Williams... He's going to be out, which Daryl Williams was already put on IR. So you're looking at LaShawn McCoy, and you're looking at Darwin Thompson. I think you can start both of those guys. And obviously, if you're in a position that you'd have to start them against the number one defense in the NFL, um, you're desperate. So, But aside from that, I think there's some production to be had. Uh Patriots have been slipping a little bit against the running backs, and I just think with the, their ability to catch the ball and the way the Chiefs' offense is uh, implemented in regards to how they use the running backs, that both can be a decent play. Tyreek Hill, I don't like Tyreek Hill at all. I just think that Gilmore's having an amazing season, uh, all-pro type season. He's not letting anyone catch anything, so I'm out on Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm out on Patrick Mahomes actually this week, which is sad to say. I, I think he's going to hook up with Travis Kelsey quite a bit in this one, and, and Kelsey actually is going to have a productive day. But it's not going to be the regular Mahomes outing that you're used to. You're going to ride with him because he got you to the playoffs, and you're not going to bench a quarterback like Mahomes because of matchup. Um, but he's definitely going to have to use McCole Hardman and uh, – Demarcus Robinson, Robertson, and all those guys to be relevant. And uh, I can see a, a big game from Hardman uh, if they're able to use him correctly. Um, I'm out on Sammy Watkins. You know, you've, you've dipped in that well a couple times. That's a couple times too many. He had a great first week, but really hasn't done much since then. Patriots side of the ball, you know, Tom Brady, like him a lot. Julian Edelman, really like him. I like everyone on the Patriots. James White, 
Sony Michelle, I think, has a, a great game. Uh, Chiefs aren't great at stopping the rush. They're not great at stopping the pass. So whoever you can get on the Patriots is, is worth a start. And I don't think all of them are going to have a big game at once, per se, but someone's going to have a big game, and especially at that receiver position. So it could be Dorsett. It could be uh, Edelman. It could be Josh Gordon can finally or sorry, not Josh Gordon, uh, Mohamed Sanu can finally uh, get over his injury and start producing again like he did that first week. So there's definitely, uh, Brady has a lot of weapons, and if the receivers can catch the ball, uh, they're going to have a big a big game. The Steelers at the Cardinals. The Steelers are actually two-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's about right. I think the Steelers win this game, and, and that's crazy to say because they've been out uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner, but they've been doing it all year, or not all year, but the last three weeks without them anyways. So uh, they really haven't missed a beat with uh, Devin Hodges playing quarterback. So... Having said that, take uh, the Steelers and uh, and yeah, give up give up the the two and a half. I think they win by at least a field goal. I actually think this will be a uh, pretty close game. I like Hodges in this one. The Cardinals are thirty second against the quarterback position in defending the pass. Now Hodges, they really just ask him to be a game manager, but in this one, I could just see something crazy happening where he uh, exceeds expectations and actually gets a lot of touchdowns and yards, taking advantage of the fact that the Cardinals can't defend. I like Vance McDonald a lot, which is crazy to say because you never like Vance McDonald, but I think he has a decent game with how bad the Cardinals are at defending the pass. He's definitely worth the play. And I like James Washington a lot in this, so I think James Washington has a huge game. That uh, Hodges-to-Washington combination, I think, is going to be electric. So, having said that, Dante Johnson, on the other end, he had a really bad week last week. I think he has a better week this week, but still, you know, he's he's kind of big play dependent, so... I'm still out on him. I think he's kind of hitting the rookie wall a little bit. He, he's not as explosive as he was earlier in the year. So give me McDonald and James Washington in that passing attack, and I'm not really excited about the rest. You know, you, you're really dealing with practice squad people after that with, like, Deion Kane and Tevin Jones. But if I had to choose another receiving option outside of those two, I would actually go with Deion Kane because he's pretty fast and – uh I, I like what he brings to the, the team. He bring, brings that speed element that they've been lacking. Uh, running back, Benny Snell. I like Benny Snell a lot. I think he's a, a play that you need to have if he's on your team. He's uh, the, the Steelers haven't been able to run, but with Benny Snell, they've been averaging, man, at like 4.2 yards a carry, and on top of that, he's been close to 100 yards every time he's uh, been a... a a major uh, contributor on the team. So he's going to get those uh, carries this game. And then I like Kareth White because they're going to mix it up with Kareth White, and, and I, I think he actually has some big plays against the Cardinals. So there's, there's some playmakers 
that the and especially some new ones that can step up and, and have good weeks. Now, since this is a playoff week, I'm really counting up on uh, Benny Snell to have a big game and James Washington. And I would actually start Vance McDonald in the playoff game in this one. So definitely stick with those three. On the Cardinal side of the ball, I don't like Kyler Murray. He's a rookie quarterback. The Steelers' defense is vicious. And Kyler Murray has really been struggling the last couple weeks. I just can't see him having a huge game, which means I think it kind of hurts the production of Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, basically everybody. Um, The running back situation, David Johnson's really just acting as a backup right now, so it's really Kenyon Drake. And I like Kenyon Drake. I I think Kenyon Drake has a decent showing, and he's worth starting. And... For that Cardinals offense, I think he's really the only one we're starting. I'm worried about the, uh, you know, Fitzgerald in the slot position because, you know, what the Steelers did with Cooper Cup after they, you know, Steelers were horrible at guarding the slot. They get Mika Fitzpatrick, and now all of a sudden, you know, Cooper Cup had zero catches against them. And so that doesn't really give me a lot of confidence for what Larry Fitzgerald could do. And, man, outside of that, I think, again, they're – uh, Dion Kane can be a surprise, and, and Devlin Hodges definitely can be a surprise on the, on offense in regards to fantasy production. But yeah, definitely a little too risky to uh, risk for during a uh, playoff matchup. Titans at Raiders. The Titans are favored by two and a half, and I'm actually taking the Titans and giving up the two and a half. I don't know what's happened to the Raiders, but these last two weeks against the uh, Jets and then the Chiefs, they've just looked atrocious and not the same team. Um, Derrick Henry is going to have a huge game against the Raiders. Uh, and with the receiving, you know, Adam Humphreys is going to be out for the Titans. And so I really think this opens the door for Tannehill, A.J. Brown connection. I'm actually really liking and digging that, uh, the potential of that uh, connection against the Raiders. A.J. Brown's a big play threat. Uh, Tannehill's getting in the ball. Raiders are horrible at giving up the big plays. They're like the worst team in the league. So I'm, I'm all over that matchup. Um, thing, uh, you know, on the other side with Corey Davis, you know, he hasn't been very productive, so I'm still kind of out on him until... He proved something to me. You know, I for a playoff matchup, I'm definitely looking at that A.J. Green uh, matchup with the Raiders. Corey Davis needs to show me more before I would trust him, you know, to, to put him in one of my starting lineups for, for a playoff matchup. On the uh, Derrick Henry, again, all day long, I just think he's going to excel. Uh, J- Janu Smith has been pretty quiet. I, I would not play him, even though he has a great matchup against the Raiders. I think uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, he has a great matchup, but you need to see more from, from him than what he's been bringing you the last couple weeks. Ryan Tannehill, I think, is an amazing matchup. You need to be playing him. He's a top eight quarterback this year or this week. So put him in every lineup with confidence. On the Raiders' side of the ball, I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of what I like. I don't like Derek Carr. He hasn't proven during these last t- 
two good matchups he's had that he is actually all right. Like, I'm actually thinking if Derek Carr is all right, if there's something wrong with him, because he's just not looking the same, and he's looking uh, he's looking horrible, to be honest. And uh, with these good matchups, I can't imagine what he'd do with a bad matchup. Darren Waller, I like him. Titans really give up a lot of points to the tight end position, and Darren Waller uh, definitely has the potential to do some damage. Outside of Darren Waller, though, I'm not liking any of the other positions. Tyrell Williams uh, has really disappointed since he was off to that hot start. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I would like, but really that's what you're focused on. I mean, it's really Josh Jacobs and what else is there right now for the Raiders. They're kind of in a bad spot right now offensively. So uh, start Darren Waller, I guess, and cool, you know, the... But uh, it, it's really tough because Josh Jacobs is such a great running back. You want to play him for the playoffs. But, man, this is a tough matchup, and I don't know that you get the production that you're going to want. The Sunday night matchup is the Seahawks at the Rams. It's a pick game. You just pick the winner and call it good. I like the Seahawks. I think they win the game. Russell Wilson, he's MVP for a reason. Uh or at least MVP candidate for a reason, you're playing them regardless. I like the connection to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Jacob Hollister. I like everything. Um, Chris Carson, uh, Rashawn Penny, I or Rashad Penny, sorry. I, I think that uh, I don't know what I think about that running back spot. You're playing Chris Carson if you have him. Penny, you're, you're probably playing him with how hot he's been. But I can definitely see a regression on what you've been seeing lately with the Seahawks running back position. But by no means should you be benching either of those guys at this point. On the Ram side of the ball, I don't like Jared Goff just because Jared Goff is he's better at home, but he's not good against good defenses. And Seahawks are good enough that it makes me question that matchup. I do like Cooper Cup a lot with Robert Woods, um, even with Robert Woods getting into some legal trouble. Uh, Jared Everett is out, so that Tyler Higby has another amazing matchup against the Seahawks. I think you need to put him in there. And I'm not big on what Todd Gurley can do because the Seahawks are great at stopping the run, so I'm kind of out on Todd Gurley at this point. The Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is an intriguing matchup for the Monday night primetime game. I uh, The Eagles are favored by nine and a half points. And, you know, Eli Manning's going to be making his uh, start this week. And uh, some people are excited. Some people maybe not so excited. But I don't know. Nine and a half points, the way the Eagles have been playing. Give me the Giants and the nine and a half. Eli Manning's... N- definitely regressed but he's still a veteran quarterback and I can't see the Eagles winning by that much Uh, in this matchup I like Saquon Barkley I think he's a good play I also like Eli Manning I I think you can pick him up and play him and it's a decent uh, he has some weapons Uh, Slayton I like I like uh, Shepard I think he has a big uh, big game I actually really like Shepard in this game and uh you, you definitely need to be starting Shepard if you have him. Golden Tate's probably going to be out again, 
so uh, start everyone else with confidence. Evan Ingram could be back. Uh, who knows? I, I wouldn't, especially with it being the Monday night game, I wouldn't bank on it or count on it. I'd, I'd try to go a different direction at this point. And, uh, you know, obviously we talked about Saquon. I think he has a decent game. On the Eagles side of the ball, Carson Wentz, got to start him. I think he has a great game or a great matchup against this uh, Giants secondary. Alshon Jeffrey is just automatic. You need to be playing Alshon Jeffrey if you have the chance. And outside of Alshon Jeffrey at receiver, there's I don't like a whole lot of other options. Jordan Howard's probably going to be out of this game, so Miles Sanders, I think he makes a great play. You need to be playing Miles Sanders. I like what he could potentially be doing against the Giants' defense. And obviously the tight ends, uh, Goddard and Ertz, I think you need to be playing both of them. They both can have pretty big games. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a pretty close game. And I can see the Giants actually winning with how bad the Eagles are playing. But I... I think the Eagles end up winning. It's going to be a bounce-back game for them, but it's going to be close. Now it's time for my much-anticipated starts of the week. These are the people you should have in your lineup, and not only have in your lineup, but should carry your team this week. These are the sure things that I'm really confident about to uh, produce. And at QB for my start of the week is Kirk Cousins versus the Lions. I just think this is a prime matchup for Kirk Cousins. And even without Adam Thielen, I, I mean, with Stephon Diggs and Kyle Rudolph, uh, that's enough for me. I just really like this matchup and think Kirk Cousins has a, an explosive day. At running back, Leonard Fournette versus the Chargers. Gardner Minshew is back, and Jaguars are at home, and the Chargers aren't so great at stopping the run. And... Even Denver last week, I thought they got away from it a little bit. They started off really thrashing the Chargers on the ground. I can see Leonard Fournette just having a day, especially with a team like the Jaguars that are committed to getting Leonard Fournette going. So you definitely need to be starting him. At receiver, it's kind of a double dip because I had him here last week, but he did score two touchdowns, and I just think he continues that this week. Uh, Devontae Adams against the Washington Redskins. They're at home, and... I just don't see anyone being able to cover him. Aaron Rodgers looks his way all day, every day, and I see no reason why Devontae Adams just doesn't have a huge week. At tight end, I have Darren Waller against the Titans, mostly because the Raiders don't really have much. So really, Darren Waller is going to be their main option, and Titans aren't great at stopping the tight end. It's kind of been their Achilles heel. So I expect a really big game from Darren Waller this week. Defense, I actually have the Titans versus the Raiders for that reason. I don't see a lot of production from the Raiders outside of Darren Waller. So I just think that they're really going to be shutting the Raiders down. And, I mean, if the Chiefs and the Jets were able to shut the Raiders down, uh, a a formidable opponent like the Titans, I can see them doing worse. So they're my start defense of the week. Here is the FanDuel lineup of the week, and I decided to go a little different direction with it. Um, I took a little more chances this week than I normally do. 
Uh, just because a lot of times you have the same lineups with the way the structure is on the salary caps. And the only way to really separate yourself is to have some, uh, you know, take some chances and have those guys pan out for you. So I figured I'd, I'd do some of that. So I'm actually really excited about the lineup, but it definitely can go the other way and really kind of shoot me in the foot. But starting off is the Jets' defense against Miami. Defenses against Miami are dominant. They do a great job. And it could be a high-scoring game or it could be kind of that defensive battle that we were talking about during the matchup. I can see this kind of going to the latter and being kind of a defensive struggle. And I like the Jets, even though they do have some injuries. They're at home, and uh, I, I think you know, that, that they can get some turnovers and potentially touchdown. So they're my pick. Leonard Fournette is my flex option against the Chargers. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast before now, you know how big I am on him. He's my player of the week. I just think he has a huge game against the Chargers and is going to be one of the top running backs this week. So you need to put him in your lineup. He's at $7,500, and I liked his value. Uh, you know, 75 is, is high, but it's not uh, astronomical, especially for the production I expect from him. By the way, the Jets is, is at $4,100. So it's, you know, 5000 is usually the highest for the defense, and I, uh, I went a little bit lower to get other players that I wanted in my lineup. Jack Doyle is my tight end against Tampa Bay. Just because outside of the Cardinals, the... Tampa Bay is the second-worst team against the tight end. Jack Doyle is really all there is. Eric Ebron's on IR. So I just really like this matchup that Jack Doyle has, especially at $6,300. I really like that, you know, the, the price point on it. My first receiver I have is Paris Campbell. He's at $4,800. I just love that. Tampa Bay's 32nd against the receiver position, and their pass defense is horrid. And Paris Campbell coming back, he had production before he got hurt. I just like the value. This is my huge value pick. I can just see him blowing up. I, I like it a lot, and especially it saves me money for some other positions, at the, you know, especially the running back position. So I, I like me a whole lot of Paris Campbell. The other receiver slot, I have A.J. Brown. Tennessee at Oakland. You know, Oakland gives up a lot of big plays. A.J. Brown, I think, will be the recipient of those big plays. And Adam Humphreys is hurt, so I think more targets are going to go towards A.J. Brown. And he's definitely someone that needs to be in your lineup if you're making one of these. He's in at $5,400, which I think is a bargain for his upside. So I put him in there as my number two. Uh, the number three receiver, I have Jamison Crowder. The Miami, since they traded Minka Fitzpatrick, have been horrible at guarding the slot position. That's where Jamison Crowder makes a living, and he gets like eight targets a game without fail. Miami's actually 29th against the uh, receiver position, so at $6,000, I like the upside there. Running back, I have Nick Chubb at $7,900. Cincinnati is just horrible against the running back position. They played some really bad offenses to kind of bring themselves to 25th against the running back. But I can just see Cleveland not being able to pass the way they want to and just relying on Nick Chubb to seize the day. 
And uh, at $7,900, I, you know, I had to put them in there. It's just too good to pass up. Having said that, here's my big money person. I have Christian McCaffrey at $11,000 against Atlanta. He's went off against them the first time, just didn't score. I could see that changing where he goes off against them again, but does score. McCaffrey was pretty disappointing against the Redskins. I just don't see back-to-back disappointing games from him, especially with Rivera being fired. I think they're motivated to just, you know, there's going to be some pride at stake where they're just going to show out and destroy the, uh, the Falcons. Uh, that's my hope anyways, and I think that uh, the offense goes through McCaffrey, so he will be the guy to start at 11,000. Now my quarterback, I put Devlin Hodges. I think Duck Hodges actually has a great game. Cardinals are so bad against the quarterback position, so I can see him getting a couple touchdowns and you know 250 yards, which is what you about need with the rest of the lineup producing like you need it to. So I decided to take the chance on that based off of that matchup. And it's one that not a lot of people are going to have. So it could end up to really be fruitful for me in regards to uh, you know, my, my points. Or, again, you could totally bomb and, and uh, screw me over. But uh, I'm, I, I like the matchup too well. I mean, Cardinals are so bad against the pass. that, uh, And Duck Hodges is such a gunslinger that uh, you can see a lot of big plays coming from him. So that does it with my FanDuel lineup. Uh, by the way, Hodges is at 7000 so that gives me exactly zero on my salary. I don't always try to do that, but with McCaffrey being so expensive, that's kind of how it's been working out. Uh, and he just gets more and more expensive as the weeks go along. So it really is going to alter your lineup if you uh, keep sticking with McCaffrey and your FanDuel. But uh, I hope you enjoy my FanDuel lineup, and it pr- proves to be fruitful for you. And uh, we'll move it right along. Thank you for joining us today. You can reach us on Twitter at Ms. The Wiz Montalban or our email account, Ms. Montalban at gmail.com, and that's M O N T A L B A N. We uh, enjoy you listening to our show today, and we will be back again on Tuesday. Have a great weekend of great football watching. Take care.